Welcome to this episode of Grow Microbiology. This is your host, Jim Conley. Thank you guys for being here today. I'm actually going to start this show off. It's going to be a solo show today for you. It's one that's really near and dear to my heart. It's called The Seven Ways to Tackle Student Engagement. And it's an article that's written by Ray Datamo. And Ray teaches English at uh, Rutgers University, Montclair State University, and Middlesex County College. And I really enjoyed this article, and that's one of the reasons why I selected it to share with you today. Um, he starts right off the bat with a gripper for me, and that is complacency is the enemy of student engagement. Now, you and I, we know this to be true. We all have the challenge now with our students in front of us. They're taking these microbiology courses. They really want to learn this uh, information, the content. But the struggle is we have so much to cover. And they also know that it's high stakes for them. So we have to walk, walk that tightrope of engaging them, getting them to really understand it so that down the road they can be better nurses for us today. So this is a really fun article, like I mentioned. And one of the things that really hit me right off the gate, uh, the way Ray sets the article up, he talks about how for a student today, regardless of your age, you're in a situation where this is all new to you. So if you're like I was where I went to a community college, you're going to a new environment, even though I stayed at home. And then also when you have students that are going from a high school to a four-year school, or if they're transferring from a community college to a four-year university, you have the environment of now they're away from their homes. Uh, you know, Even if it's like 10 minutes away, they're in this new world that's really intimidating to them. And they're really gonna be looking for someone or somebody to really comfort them. And I wanna make sure I present that carefully. When I say comfort them, they're really looking for some safety. You know why they're there. They want to learn the content. They want to move on to the next thing. You can be a really nice safety net. So I'm going to go through uh, Ray's seven ways that he recommends that you'll tackle student engagement, and I love them. The first one is redefine their space. And I started thinking about this one as I read it. Ray talks about how when students come into your class, and I remember this well, you inhabit a certain space in the room. So you often will, you know, students will pick a seat out and then they'll sit there all the time. I do this in meetings. I've, I've had to do some self-reflection here that sometimes when I go to a meeting, I'll sit in the same spot. I would bet, and I'm going to test this next week, that if, when you switch areas in your room, you might actually have a different perspective. And Ray uh, mentions that really well in his article. And he said in the, in the end of this first passage, in disrupting a student's familiar approach to learning, spatially, acoustically, and visually. The instructor is asking them to consider the course content from a new vantage point. I could not agree more, so I think that's definitely something. It would be really easy to mix up and say, hey, you know what, get up out of your seat, and you're gonna switch. You're gonna go to the other side of the room, maybe flip it. One of my really good friends, Michael Cote, always tells me to flip the script, which I think is always kind of a fun thing. All right, number two on the list for Ray is foster a spirit of play. And in this, this discussion that he talks about how dividing students into teams, a program guide to competition can prompt them to invest more deeply in the material that they need to study. Now, I do agree with this one. I, I like it a lot because I remember when I was an undergrad, I had some instructors that did this really well. They used things like the Jeopardy games. Uh, there was a debate feature that I remember going through pretty well where I had to take an opposing stance and really debate the merits of it. It got me to learn the content a lot better than you know what I was doing just with the traditional materials. Number three, this is a fun one, shock them. 
and he talks about how in this particular suggestion you have to handle it carefully but you want to force the students to inhabit um, rather than just dismiss maybe an unpleasant or shocking argument that asks them to think outside of the realm of conventional wisdom and he said it also nudges them toward unsafe territory and then you know he very uh, nicely says and what could be more a more exciting antidote for uh, complacency which I think is absolutely a blast okay so this one when you look at shocking them there are a lot of different things that you can do um, to really promote this in the microbiology classroom you know there's a lot of topics like anthrax um, biological weapons different things like that that uh, you know maybe you can have them research or it could be maybe a disease that's happening in the world um, and they kind of think about what are the global effects of that and I know sometimes you know we have to be very careful you as stewards in the science community we want to present this and unfortunately you know sometimes especially when you look at disease and, and different things like that unfortunately there are such negative comp you know consequences for you know the people that have those conditions or are victims in these cases um, but we, we definitely need to learn the science, and I think that's the lens there. So maybe number three, you'll see if that can work for you. Shock them. Number four, I think, is one that you are all familiar with, and that is group work. And what Ray talks about here is when you present the group work and you have your students work in smaller groups, often what will happen is the teaching will happen organically. And I really like the way Ray mentions this. I like the way he presents the idea, and I think definitely something to consider. Number five, and you've seen me do this on the show, current events. So he talks about when the principles of a curriculum can be linked with the contemporary news, they become urgent in new ways for your students. This one is definitely true. So I know I got into a little bit of hot water, no pun intended. I was suggesting that uh, we blog and feature some of the latest research about wash machines, you know, for clothing and whatnot and how... You know, there are a lot of things out there today that talk about, you know, are the high temperatures of the water really killing off a lot of the microbes? What's really happening there? And um, I think with current events in your classrooms, you can really kind of get uh, to a point where you can weave in some of these articles and bring in that relevancy for your students. So I like that suggestion quite a bit. Okay, number six, and this one's just for you, the microbiology instructor. I love this one. I wanted to give it a hug. Let your students enjoy you. The one thing that I think is so awesome about you, the instructor, is you all have a special place in every single student's heart. You are the content expert. In a lot of ways, you provide a lot of um, psychological benefit for them. I know a lot of times students will come in and you're an informal mentor or they just need someone to talk to. Often, you know, sometimes for students, they don't really have that support structure. And that's where you really come in. But uh, I love this whole discussion that Ray has about let your students enjoy you. Here's what he says about it. When students like their instructors, they feel a responsibility to them and will interrupt those deadly lulls in participation. Students are, are only likely to share their opinions if they feel that their professor will treat it meaningfully. And I think this is one that uh, I've watched each and every one of you uh, talk about this at ASM. I've seen uh, many of you actually present your lectures live. The way we handle questions, especially when they're uh, still just, you know, students are trying to learn this material, 
and it may not be in their wheelhouse necessarily yet, um, you guys all do a great job. And I think keep that in mind when you look at really fostering that uh, sense of safety um, for your students in terms of getting them to ask the questions, regardless of whether they're a good question or not, maybe from your perspective as the expert. Okay, number seven, this one appeals to me as the marketing person here. I love this one. He says, conduct a survey. And what I like about what he said in here is, ask them for the best methods and practices for promoting student engagement. Now, what you might find from your students, if you're trying new things, they could either validate or suggest things that you should do more of. Or maybe in another class, they might have had something that worked really well, they might suggest that to you. So I think that's another really good one that you can get a lot of benefit from. So I think definitely worth conducting a survey, sending that out. You can do that midterm or even at the end of the, the term if you'd like. But I think your students will definitely validate for you if you're on the right path. So that's it. I love this article. I'm going to link to it in the show notes. I want to thank you for listening to this episode of Grow Microbiology. We're going to be doing some more interviews and uh, veering away a little bit from these solo shows here in the next couple weeks. So if you have a show idea or if you want to participate in the show live, uh, just send me a note, james.connelly at mheducation.com. And if you want to uh, rate this episode or the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you're listening to your podcast, We really appreciate it. And once again, thank you for listening to this episode. And we'll see you next week on Grow Microbiology.